I went there, uh, Alan, on a very uh, scheduled visit uh, in that I had some eye difficulties and um, they uh, had to wait their turn, as it were, uh, to be treated and that was fine and, and I had no uh, issues operating uh, in the meantime and eventually the appointment was made and um, I went in there. Now, thankfully, I didn't have to go through any because... Um, uh, as I say, it was scheduled uh, for some time. So um, my experience in the eye uh, unit was absolutely fantastic, uh, if one can say that, having to go through some surgery, uh, relatively minor, I suppose, in the scheme of things. Uh, but um, nonetheless, the um, everybody attached to that unit were superb. I mean, the, the consultant, the doctors, the nurses, the support staff and so forth uh, while I was there for ones of the day um, were fantastic. And that is uh, something, I, Michael, that we hear very regularly that, you know, people who've experienced VUHL, their experience of the staff is fantastic. Um, no qualms there. You, though, yeah. did were you, you weren't as impressed with the emergency department. Uh, were you there for long before well, your well, procedure no, or what did you I, see? I, I, I wasn't in emergency department. All I had to do was um, record my uh, entry, as it were, uh, and and proceed on to my destination in there, which was the IUNC. Okay. Uh, so I was looking in that respect. But... I've been through uh, the A&E about six months ago for another reason. Um, And I have to say that they were uh, very efficient there. I couldn't fault them. Uh, Again, uh, it was a referral and the uh, reason was very specific. So I didn't have to uh, await, um, let's say, assessment and giant the queue, as it were. Um, And and, and so uh, I was true what I required there in about an hour. That's about six months ago. But there were a lot of people moving around there. But the one thing I did notice uh, during my shop stay there um, recently was that uh, another patient uh, who uh, wasn't, uh, let's say, as lucky as I was in that uh, her procedure did require her to stay overnight. But the bed that she would have used in that unit was taken up by somebody waiting for a bed in a regular ward because there were no beds available anywhere else. So there is a knock-on effect in what happens in uh, A&E and it does impact on other areas of the hospital. And I think that's unfortunate because, um, you know, it's an excellent hospital and I have had occasion to visit um, um, neighbour relations of mine in uh, ICU and in the children's ward. Um, over the last number of months and all of those units in that hospital are working excellently. It, it, it is unfortunate and it's, it's, it's terrible on the staff, the nurses who are doing their best, the doctors who are doing their best to keep up with any um, there and they're just overwhelmed at times and, and I think that there are solutions to it. There has to be solutions to it. And you, and you, Michael, like so many, are calling for improvements to be made at the ED there and at UHL and for, for solutions. But we've discussed different solutions on the show. Um, I'm just curious, what, 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 what do you, because you say you believe the executive and the HSE have not the knowledge and courage to take all the steps necessary to evolve the emergency department. So what do you think is the ideal solution or solutions to the, the ongoing issues of the ED and the overcrowding? 
Well, I, I, first of all, I believe that we, you know, you have three excellent hospitals at the level that they are uh, able to operate at in uh, Ennis, uh, Nina and St. John's. And, you know, while uh, Ennis is extremely uh, important to County Clare, uh, I have no doubt that Ennis should be used far more uh, extensively even if it's not for A&E, if it was for uh, a delegation of other procedures that it's quite capable of handling and then uh, release the space in, in UHL if that's what has to be done. But you but, know, Michael, the various calls for the EDs at Ennis Nina and St. John's to reopen, uh, you know, be it uh, campaign groups, other local public representatives or and members of the public have called for this, but it hasn't happened. It doesn't look likely to happen. Indeed, you know, the Health Minister Stephen Donnelly and others have mentioned patient safety being uh, an issue. Uh, does the ask from stakeholders in the Midwest need to be different? For example, we recently had Councillor Killian Murphy on the show who felt that all concerns should ask for one thing from the government as opposed to lots of different things and then the government may be more likely to do something about it. His one uh, suggestion was that maybe upgrading Ennis to a Model 3 hospital with an emergency department rather than disparate calls for various emergency departments to be opened. What, what do you think of that? Well, I, I, yes, that would be great but then, you, you, you know, that's down the road. Uh, Ennis is probably not equipped and ready to take that on uh, as we speak, so, you know, development works and so forth will require um, uh, to be done there in order to accommodate that. But if I, if I were to go to St. John's as an example, which is, you know, only just down the street from, from UHL, uh, I know it's a private hospital, but that has any up to 7 o'clock in the evening. For instance, could we not make a start and bring that up to 12 o'clock at night? Uh, it, it's already there, it's equipped, all, all you need is extra uh, time frame there with uh, some extra staff uh, in order to man it. And even that in itself would take some of the pressure off uh, UHL. Um, as well as that, I cannot see why uh, those three hospitals couldn't be used, let's say, as screening uh, in order to get people, um, if you like, sorted into different categories and not all be held up in the one area. Uh, what I'm saying here is that, you know, there are um, a lot of people going into A&E who can be treated in, th- in those other hospitals if they arrive there. One thing, though, Michael, the government might say is to 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 bring reopen those emergency three emergency departments and to bring them up to standard is going to involve money. And I know Stephen Donnelly recently said in relation to UHL that look. A lot of money has been, a lot of funding has been given by the government, and uh, you know they're looking for improvements. It was more or less kind of pointing the finger of blame at at the hospital itself, at at, at management. Do, do, do you have any sympathy with that particular line of thinking, or do you think the government itself still needs to do more? Well, it, it, there is no doubt that the government needs to do more. You see, I don't want to go back in history because we can't change that now. But when when this um, uh, hospital of Excellence was to be established at UHL. That was a great idea. But unfortunately, governments tend to put the cart before the horse. They closed the other units, they moved everything into UHL, and it wasn't ready to do that. Uh, we, it should have been developed and, and uh, upgraded, and the, the change made on a, a, a phased basis so that it was able to handle everything that came at it. And that obviously didn't happen. To go to the management side of it, there's no doubt that there are some 
you know, a situation there which I think the management should be able to handle a lot better. But it's it's tough on the staff. I mean, the staff are doing their best, the nurses and the junior doctors and so forth. They are under severe pressure there and they are doing a, a great job insofar as they're, they're able to do it. And I think so, a lot of people would acknowledge that, but do you, do you think perhaps there needs to be a change of management? Well, uh, we seem to have some changes of management even as we speak. I mean, the, the CEO has taken uh, some leave of absence, I believe, recently, and uh, there is uh, a, a stand-in replacement there for her. And there's also another tier of um, uh, executive um, supervision, if that's the right word, uh, has been moved in there in recent times uh, to oversee the two uh, elements of um, medical care in the, in the Midwest, the, the hospital care and the uh, primary care. Uh, so we're not reducing the uh, amount of, of uh, executive staff, uh, rather it appears we're increasing it. So uh, there must be a purpose for that. And, and uh, But do you think that new structure, that new HSE structure within the Midwest is going to make any inroads in relation to the overcrowding situation at UHL? Do you think it'll, it'll have a positive effect? Well, it, I mean, it should have a positive effect, but I, I think they also need to look at, you know, how would be a management? Why would I, if I have an injury uh, after a game, why would I have nowhere else to go only to UHL A&E? There surely is a, uh, enough um, hospital service between the, the four hospitals that could screen off and, and have a situation where people can go who will deal uh, to find um, attention specifically for their problem rather than have to sit in the queue until the staff, until the nurses and the triage are able to assess whether I need to go uh, to this department, that department or the other department. I, I, I think that there is, there surely is a better way of managing the system than letting everybody in um, uh, to the same area and, and wait your turn to be assessed. I think that's putting awful pressure on the staff there. It's putting awful pressure on the facilities because you can't um, you can't put in more beds than there is space to uh, put them. 